So today we are celebrating connections, the ways in which we, the body of Christ in this place, connect with each other, care for each other, do life together as God's people. By fortunate coincidence, just this week, in the Burwood Uniting Church newsletter, their minister, Steve Bevis, wrote this. If we take the incarnation seriously, and Jesus' life was lived mostly in Nazareth, where we see God in Christ willing to spend ordinary time with people like us, then we should be less focused on doing, and in particular on doing things for others, and instead begin our life of worship and mission from the place of simply being with others. He was writing there about being with those who are outside, sharing our lives as a people of faith with those who are outside our community. But I think the same applies as we think about our life together within the body that we do our best when we focus not so much on what we can do for one another, but simply on being with one another. And perhaps actually on doing with. When I was thinking about all the different ways that we connect with one another, as a community here. I was struck by how many of the things which came to my mind were, if you like, functional teams. The property team is my go-to example, who do so much, they get together. Every week they do together. Or on Friday I sat with the Spark leadership team, a bunch of our young adults doing things together. Many of our groups, our singers, gather to do together. And that's how we connect. Perhaps that's part of the reason I like the body analogy here in Romans more than the better known one in 1 Corinthians. Because it gives some weight to our sense of calling to doing together in its list of the callings, the things that we are called, each one of us, to do as part of the whole. But the main reason I really love this passage is the phrase, we who are many are one body in Christ and individually we are members one of another. Individually, We are members one of another. I love the way that that phrase holds the two ideas together. That we are individuals and at the same time we are members of each other. You might have noticed that the wording in Romans when it talks about the body of Christ isn't the wording that we're most familiar with. You are the body of Christ and individually members in it. We are the body of Christ. We say it often. But here, the apostle writes, we are one body in Christ. 
And in Christ is a phrase that comes up a lot in Paul's writings. Just in the letter to the Romans, he writes, Our redemption is in Christ. We have eternal life in Christ. There is no condemnation in Christ. We cannot be separated from the love of God in Christ. Elsewhere in his other letters, we're a new creation in Christ. God supplies our needs in Christ. We have every spiritual blessing in Christ. We will be presented to God perfect in Christ. And the thing about all of those uses of the phrase, in Christ, in every case, it's describing something that God has done. Or or that God is doing, or that God will do for us. Not something that we do by or for ourselves. In every case, it is describing something which is by God's grace. We are one body in Christ. God has made us one. It's not a call to be one. It is, but it's not just. It's a declaration. God has made us one. And it doesn't always look like it, of course. Within a congregation, even. How much more so within the wider church across the world, it doesn't always look like we are one. We can read this as a call to be united, and we are called to be united, but I think it's the wrong way around. We are one body. Even elsewhere in the epistles, when Paul calls the people to be united, he normally does so by saying things like, make every effort to maintain the unity, not to create. Because that unity is not something we create, it's not something we can create. I think we've seen that unity is not something humans are great at creating. It is a gift of God. Which means that the image of the body is less saying to us, you need to find ways to unite, as if the arms and the legs need to find ways to get together. It's more, you are one body, you need to stop punching yourself in the face. And then, having stressed our unity and that therefore caring for one another is actually just common sense, Paul goes straight on to celebrating our diversity. Again, not a problem, but a gift. Just as the unity is a gift, so the diversity is a gift. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Prophecy, ministry, teaching, exhorting, giving, leading, compassion. When Jayanth was little, like really little, a long time ago now, he and I had this language game, if you like, a ritual. When he, as a toddler, noticed diversity, 
And when he asked those simple but profound questions that small children ask, why are some people tall and other people short? Why are some people boys and others girls? Why are some people brown and other people pink and others somewhere in between? And I would always answer back, what if everyone was the same? And he would then always reply, because this was the game, that would be boring. What if we all had the same gifts in the church? What if we were all alike? What if we all believed in the same way and did the same and behaved the same and served in the same way? That would be boring. He would also be incredibly inefficient, ineffective for those who are practically minded. Our differences can divide us. Of course they can. Our differences in the way that we understand God. Which of those many images of God from a children's story most draws us? Our differences in style of worship and faith. Our differences in gifts and calling within faith. Our differences in priorities. They can divide us. And they can cause us to hurt one another. But according to Paul, they are the result of God's gift. God's gifting of diverse individuals who together are the body of Christ. Gifted with unity, we're also gifted with diversity. And the tension of those two gifts. And so we come to that declaration. Individually, we are members one of each other. And I just love that phrase. It's one of those phrases that preachers or orators spend hours searching for. A single phrase which can carry so much meaning. Individually, we're members one of another. Individually. Not collectively. Not the Borg. Not the conformity of totalitarianism of any flavour. But individually. As ourselves. As unique, characterful, wonderful and awful selves. Not clones of some great teacher. Not clones of a parent, thank goodness, but individually. Bringing those things that make us, us. Bringing those quirks of character that inspire and frustrate others by turn. Individually, as the unique humans that God made us, we are members of each other. Individuals, but not individualistic. Unique, but not alone. 
myself, but not for myself. We are members of each other. We are not complete without those who are different from us. The connections that we celebrate today, those connections in all of their different forms, are at their most powerful and striking and radical when they hold together those who are different in the mutuality that is the body of Christ, God's gift to us. Our connections are most powerful, most countercultural when we recognize others with their differences as a gift from God to us together as the body of Christ. Individually, members of each other. Amen.